it's time for adventure. It's time for Superman. Alexander Salkine presents Christopher Reeve and Richard Pryor in Superman 3. This time, Richard Pryor has come to Metropolis. Oh, I'm sorry. And he's got something to sell. <laughs> he's the best con man and the world's greatest computer genius. Let me tell you something. I can't ski. But then he falls. For a scheme to turn the ultimate computer into the ultimate weapon. Well, what would it do for me? It would do anything you tell me to tell it to do. A machine so powerful. Baby, it's daddy! It can control the earth. down to business. Change the weather. Now something. You're a genius. And reprogram Superman. But you never get here. Well, I hope you don't expect me to save you, because I don't do that anymore. He didn't die. Ask you to kill Superman, and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing. Ah! Oh. All right, Webster, the game's over. But only the man who pulled the switch on Superman. Oh, uh, see, I'm not with them, Superman. You're gonna fool me, Mister. Can pull the plug on Super Machine. You're going to go down in history as the man who killed Superman. Um, no. Superman 3. Uh, watch the tree. This time is going to be the best time of all. Silver Screen Superman This is Silver Screen Superman I'll watch every feature That's starring that creature From the planet Krypton Even the one with John Cryer
June 12th, it's Superman Day. And how do I celebrate Superman Day? By choosing to watch Superman 3. Oh, and now I'm lying on my couch. And so comfortable. And I'm thinking, do I want to talk about this movie? Or am I going to just close my eyes and drift away? Dreaming of Superman and Richard Pryor flying off into the night. This movie was stupid. I guess, is that the way to put it? I don't know. This movie, it's funny because this movie has certain things that are really memorable to me as a kid. Um, And I did watch this, I want to say within the last 10 years, I think. Um, maybe at one point they're all on Netflix. So I remember watching this one and being astounded by some of the things I saw, like the entire beginning. Richard Lester is the director of this movie. He directed, uh, he kind of took over for Richard Donner and did a lot of the reshoots for Superman two. Uh, they, the fact that Richard Donner was fired, pissed off so many people, uh, Superman didn't even, I mean, super Christopher Reeve didn't even want to come back. I read now that they went to the point where they were like, okay, well, we'll just, they went to a bunch of different actors. They went to John Travolta. They went to Jeff Bridges. That's my Jeff Bridges. Um, they went to another guy and then they, 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 uh, ended up, oh, I guess casting or deciding on or almost casting Tony Danza. Hey, yo, oh, hey, hey, Jonathan, Mona, Angela. Hey, um, uh, uh, um, I got to go take the taxi out. There's Lavka and uh, there's uh, Alex and there's uh, Louis de Palm. Okay, that's that's the end of my uh, Tony Danza. Um, and <clears throat> I think also contractually, if Tony Danza was cast in Superman, they would have had to change the name of Clark Kent to Tony Kent. I'm Tony Kent. I'm from Smallville. And, um, you know, I'm also Superman. That's, that's you know, hey, oh, oh, hey. There, I'm done. Because, you know, you get the joke. You get the Tony joke. Um, and then Christopher Reeve finally comes back, of course. they they I think they said at one point, you know, Christopher Reeve was like, huh, what? I'll, fine, I'll come back for this movie. Uh, but I want a little input into the script because I hate the script. Oh, see, I told you I'm sleepy. The script was Garbaggio. I'm trying to think, was it all that bad? Or was it the was it the um, the execution of the script? Now, also, this is um, Lois Lane. Margot Kidder was in this movie. It said, I think it said for twelve lines. She was at the beginning um, when Clark is at the Daily Planet. She's like, I'm going off to do a story on the beach, and then at the end, what a story that was! It's going to be a great story. And of course, Jackie Cooper was there, um, uh, and Mark McClure. The, the usuals, you know, uh, uh, Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, uh, they're, they were all there. But <clears throat> Jimmy Olsen was in it more than, than uh, Lois Lane. He went with Clark to go. I've, oh, they were going to Smallville because Clark is pitching a story to go back to Smallville for his anniversary. Oh, yawn. Um, so this is 1983, and he's going. He went to class of 1965. So was he was he going to his 18th high school reunion? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and also when Clark gets to the reunion, 
there's a photo of, of young Christopher Reeve up on the wall. I'm like, wow, Clark didn't look anything like that in Superman 1. They did, they're just completely disregarding this guy. Uh, but I, it was I was lovely, lovely to see Annette O'Toole. Um, seeing her, you know, knowing in the future she becomes Martha Kent in Smallville. Uh, and at the end of this, she takes a job at the Daily Planet. I guess she did a terrible job because they fired her by the time Superman Four came around, never to be spoken of again. This is the this is the one that Clark, um, you know, this is his love. This is like um, this is this is the woman he, he wants to be with, you know. And then there's Lois Lane. I I feel bad. Like I look at Lois and I look at Lana. I'm like, huh? What? Who? And I'm like, then I'm also looking at Lois. She looked a little different in this one. I'm thinking, was she already having drug troubles? This is all these terrible things going through my head. But, excuse me, this movie, as I said, was like a farce. It was, it actually says action comedy in in IMDb. And not a funny comedy. Like, maybe I laughed a little or chuckled a little, but it was like slapstick at some point. The beginning of this movie, I think I talked about this in Superman 2. They had something similar to this. Like when there was a, a giant wind, or when the Kryptonians were blowing, you know, doing their super breath, uh, people were holding on, flying stupidly. At the beginning of this, for no reason whatsoever, there was just like one of those classic, like almost not vaudeville, but kind of like just old-fashioned Hollywood um, downtown Rube Goldberg, you know, cause and effect. Like, oh, this person slips and then they knock over this person who rolls, you know, in roller skates into this person. Uh, a small dog runs off, um, barks, runs by, and then a seeing eye dog sees that dog and gets distracted. No working seeing eye dog would ever do that. And it leaves this, this, this blind gentleman reaching for something. So he takes and grabs hold of a street painting machine and starts drawing circles in the middle of the street. Uh, and then a, and then another guy gets a paint bucket dropped on his head and knocks over a gumball machine that trips a mime who, I mean, this is all happening for no effing reason. And then uh, this this car gets flooded with water inside the car. And then we finally see Clark looking. He's like, oh, ooh. and then he changes to Superman, goes over. Instead of just going and punching the glass, you know, and people would have been like, wow, that guy's strong. He had to be Superman for this to rip open the, the moon roof. And take this guy out. And I'm like, this is the giant Superman save. And the music was bad at the beginning. And the credits were bad. This is the credits were going over this. It was just, um, it was dumb. And then there was another part, but it's later on in the movie. So Superman wants to go to Smallville. That's his thing. Meanwhile, we meet uh, Richard Pryor's character, Gus. Is it Foreman? I don't remember. And it doesn't matter. We'll just call him Gus. Gus is a guy who's um, he's been unemployed for just too many weeks. He's already, he's not eligible for unemployment anymore, so he's like down on his on the dumps. And some guy gives him a ba- a matchbook. Oh, I'm so sleepy. I keep saying that. <laughs> um, oh, my phone just went off. Should I just take a nap? Want to just take a nap, guys? So he looks on the back of this match this matchbook and. Um, it says, come work for computers. So if this guy didn't give this um, Richard Pryor the match book, Superman 3 wouldn't have happened because everything that happens, happens now. 
he goes to like take to get trained on these computers and it turns out he's a natural he's just really good at it so he gets this job and he gets his first paycheck and he's like what the hell's this and they're like well you get taxes taken out you know and you probably actually made this much but they round it up well they round it down what happens to that half cent oh nobody knows so he hacks into the system to steal this half all the half cents that everyone gets and gets a check for eighty five thousand dollars but you know how he hacked into the system? On his computer, he typed in, get into the system, adjust my check. Like he literally typed out commands. Like they'd be saying, hack into the mainframe. Yes, command, enter. That's it. That's how you hack. You tell the computer to do something and it does it. So this $85,000 does get noticed. Uh, they don't know who did it. They can't figure out the, the, how it was spent or how it was uh you know, taken, which is silly because a check was issued for $85,000 to him. So that doesn't make any sense. But they're like, he's bound to slip up late, sooner or later, as long as he, you know, he's probably going to keep his head down and not make any stupid decisions. Next thing we see is, you know, him driving a red sports car, pulling in. And this the the, the main boss, Robert Vaughn, um, figures it out, calls Gus up to his office. And instead of getting sending him to jail, he says, I want you to put your powers to use for me. So what he wants to do is he wants to hack into, um, what was it? Was it the weather system? The first thing he wanted to do? Hack into this weather system so that they can make it rain. They can take the weather system that's in this weather satellite and shoot lasers down and cause a tornado that will ruin all the crops of Colombia, uh, all the, the coffee crops of Colombia, because this guy owns all this coffee in all over the world except Colombia. So if he ruins Colombia, then he owns the coffee trade. Uh, but you need to get into a computer system that is small enough not to be detected. And this is like pre-internet. So I'm like, what is all this stuff connected to? What sort of network is this on? The ARPANET or something? I mean, obviously these things existed, but um, yeah, it was just like trying to figure out I love the looking back and people thinking what you how you use computers and how you you know how you did it they didn't I don't, I don't think they did much research type log into a system so they're like you need to go to a place that has the computers but it's in a small enough area which I don't doesn't even make any sense so they're like you need to go someplace small so he sends him to smallville well guess who else is in smallville superman he, Clark is there for his report. He's there. He's there for his story. He's there to do small town uh, reporting. He sees Lana. He hangs out with Lana and Lana's uh, son. And there's a guy there who um, he, he keeps wanting to date Lana. He's kind of a jerk. He's also the um, the security guard for the computer place, and he lets Richard Pryor in to hack the system, even though he doesn't realize he's just drinking. Um, with Clark, with uh, Richard Pryor, and this actor, the man who who plays this this role of Brad, kind of the drunk. I looked at him. I said, "He looks so familiar." And then I da- it dawned on me, and I looked it up, and I was right. And I was I was like, I was tickled how right that I was right about this. This man is the original Chuck Cunningham on Happy Days. Remember Chuck Cunningham? The oldest Cunningham child, he was him, then it was another guy, then it was nobody. Chuck was erased from existence. Anyway, he's in this movie. He's been in a bunch of things. 
Um, I don't know how many of them I've seen, but oh no, my dog is stretching. I think she's ready to get up. Honey, it's 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 Superman Day. I'm trying to finish uh, talking talking about Superman three. So yeah, Clark is hanging out with them. It's just not much going on there. Saves the kid uh, as Superman, and uh, they you know they're like, oh, you should come to Superman's birthday party, and they're like, uh, cool, yeah, well, I could do that, or I could get you know what the hell am I talking about? They said, I wonder if Superman could come to your birthday party. Like, Annette O'Toole's really forward. Like, you know Superman? Can he come to Billy's birthday party or Bobby? He's trying to save the world. He's got to come to your son's birthday party. Are you kidding me? But he's like, oh, Lois, uh, Lana, I think that could be arranged. I'll see what I can do. Uh, meanwhile, um, it turns out, you know, um, that they try to do everything. They try to make um, the... Uh, what the hell am I talking about? Oh, the whole thing with Columbia works and this big storm comes, but then Superman comes and saves the day. So now Robert Vaughn's character is like, we need to get Superman out of the picture. He has this blonde assistant who knows about kryptonite. They're like, we need to figure out kryptonite. So now we'll use the satellite to search the world, to search the universe for kryptonite and send back what the components are and then we'll recreate it. So they were able to to figure out all the components except for 0.05%. And, you know, uh, Richard, this is all happening. This is the actual movie. Richard Pryor's smoking. He looks at his, he looks at his pack of cigarettes, sees there's tar in it. He's like, eh, I'll throw tar in there. And so they bring it to an office who synthetically makes kryptonite. Then they go to Smallville. He pretends to be a general and giving a gift to Clark, to Superman. He hands it to him. Nothing happens. And they're like, oh, I guess it didn't work. Later on, though, Superman's like, oh, I don't feel so good. And then he gets kind of rapey with um, Lana Lang. He's like, let's sit down for a while. And he stares at her. But then he even realizes, I need to go save people at the bridge. And then he, Superman goes bad. It, or it just goes, um, he doesn't care anymore. He, he gets to a bridge late. He doesn't care. He's like, oh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa? I'll straighten it out. Oh, this guy, th- this guy is going to light a torch in the Olympics? Because it's if this is 1983 or 1985, now the Olympics is 1984. This, they're all over the place by the years. Hello, doggy. My dog is like right up in my face now. Um, he blows out this torch. He goes to a bar and drinks. He just doesn't. He's such a he's such a jerk, and for some reason, he's his skin is darker, like like he's been out in the sun too long, and his suit is darker, and that makes zero sense. But I guess it's just you know it works for this, or I don't know if it really works. Did I mention that at one point, um, Gus Richard Pryor hacks into assist hacks into something? Come on, Dougie, you're, you're pulling my you're pulling my thing. He he hacks into the system where he's screwing with these street lights and and you know um, so it goes walk don't walk walk don't walk and we see one of those signs with the don't walk person and the walk person and at one point the don't walk person climbs up into the walk person this is on a street sign and the the, the little lit characters fight each other this is on a street post like you know don't walk walk the little light you see. Now they're fighting. I mean, this is... Re- Hi, doggy. Oh, my God. She's like right up on my face. And it's it's really... It's really dumb. That was really dumb. Like, they just went real silly with this. At one point, um, the little boy... Oh, my dog just fell off the couch. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, you're fine. Um, the little boy is in the... 
you know, running through a cornfield. He trips, hits his head, and he almost gets, a, you know, destroyed by uh, farm equipment. Well, Clark is listening and can hear the farm equipment. But while he's listening, they literally animated, like, lines next to his ear, like, a, like out of the comic book. That felt dumb. Um, so... We got bad Superman now. Now, this while this is going on, they're like, Gus, we want you to do something even more for me. And their thing is, now we want you to, uh, we want, I want to own all the oil in the world. Now that Superman's out of the picture, because now they see Superman being a jerk, and they realize whatever you did, it worked. Um, so, now their thing is to divert all the oil into the middle, all these oil tankers into the middle of the Atlantic, and then do nothing. And I don't know what the point of that is, because we never find out. Uh, at th- this point, Superman is like hating himself and he, um, goes to, oh, he, you know, he's at a bar. He, f- he's flicking peanuts into, in breaking glass. There was one cool effect where he uses his, his heat vision and it melts the mirror and they don't show the heat vision for some reason that was more effective. Uh, so he comes outside and he... He like this is when Lana Lang decides to come to Metropolis. Like the timing in this movie makes no sense. Did she just did she book a flight to Metropolis? Like were they in Metropolis? And she said, "I'm gonna go to like to book a flight to Metropolis." And then the next scene, she's in a taxi cab. So they must have got there. Like none of this makes sense. And they come out, and the little the little boy's like Superman. She goes, "No, no, don't talk to him. It's he's he he's he's different." No, he's he's not bad. He's just sick. He can hear me. And Superman runs off, and it's almost like he's he wanted to yell, "Leave me alone, kid!" And he runs off like sporadically, like ah, and takes off. And he he lands in this uh, like junkyard. And that's when I saw that. I was like, "Yes!" He because um, he, I knew it was coming next. And for some reason, I have no idea. Uh, he he splits out and Clark Kent steps out dressed in his business casual look and then we get the Superman versus Clark Kent fight that Superman 3 to me is known for it's a little silly but it's a little it's also kind of awesome it's kind of the best thing in this movie um, they're beating the crap out of each other and finally Superman Clark Kent comes out smashes out through this machine because Superman tried to kill him and he chokes the life out of the fake, out of the evil Superman who just disappears because special effects. And then the Clark Kent opens his shirt and there's the old fashioned blue, the, the bright blue and red Superman. He's like, yay, I'm Superman again. He takes off. He goes to this tanker because earlier he smashed this tanker up. They wanted to move the tanker. For some reason, he, he destroyed the tanker. I guess so they'd stay still. I don't know. He comes back and he blows all the oil back into the tanker, seals it up, and waves to them. And they're like, okay, cool. Thank you. Um, and then while this is going on, Richard, Pry- Richard Pryor and the rich, the Lex Luthor clone, you know, the Lex Luthor um, uh, replacement is building Richard Pryor a supercomputer to do anything. And they built it in the, I guess, in the Grand Canyon. And they use these cool little balloons to go down. But Richard Pryor took a mule to get down there. He must have. He shows up 10 minutes late. They're already using his machine to shoot missiles because apparently they installed a missiles somewhere in this in the Grand Canyon, too. Not just not just a supercomputer that took takes up a giant room and it probably does less uh, than than the cell phone that you're holding in your you're listening to this podcast right now, Tim. Um, but he is, you know, they, they also 
have lasers. I mean, I mean, not lasers, friggin' missiles that they used to shoot Superman because now he's showing up. And they have a Superman video game on the wall, like a graphic of Superman, and they're pressing the missiles at him. Really dumb. Um, you know, this guy directed uh, uh, the, the Beatles movies, Hard Day's Night and Help. And those are big kind of silly farce movies. And I could, I could see some of that in the way he directed this. And also um, in like they, they danced to a, a Beatles song at their um, reunion, at the Smallville reunion. Just threw that in there. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now. So Superman shows up uh, at the – well, Gus shows up. And he's like, well, this is my machine. What, what are you doing with it? I'm not going to do a Richard – I can't do a – well, Richard probably can't do an impression. Uh, nope, I'm not even going to try. Um, and they're like, we're going to kill Superman. And Superman comes in and they put him in a bubble, which makes no sense. Then they shoot a laser of kryptonite at him. And they're like, it's kryptonite. And yes, we figured out the final 5.5%. It's real this time. It's working. And, and Richard Pryor's like, it's going to kill him. And he doesn't like that. So he find, he he built in a fail safe. He unscrews the screw and the whole thing shuts down. But then the computer itself takes over. The computer becomes evil. Superman flies out of there, goes and gets this um, this acid. So this is a callback because in the beginning of the movie, there was an acid, there was a fire, and this acid, if it got too hot, would, would just blow the place to kingdom come. Superman goes and freezes the lake and carries over some of the water, probably destroying much of the wild, the wildlife and the animals living in the water, but that's okay. They were, he was able to use that ice to cool down the plant. So now he flies off to the acid to get the acid and bring it back. The computer sees him. Now the computer's bad. It's shooting lasers. It's shooting It's shooting the, the assistant one way. It's shooting the fake Lex Luthor the other way. And then he's got his sister. And this is the thing that, that's, that stuck with me for years as a child and scared the crap out of me. The computer pulls the sister in and turns her into a robot lady. And that is the, the way she's constructed always scares me. Always freaked me out. Um, and she's a robot lady now. Superman comes back and the computer analyzes him and he's like, not a threat because that acid didn't do anything until, unless it gets really hot and it couldn't know that. So it pulls Superman and it almost, and it grabs Superman by the, it uses the wires to grab Superman. So dumb. It gets so hot, the acid melts and explodes it and um, everything explodes but nobody dies. Superman pulls Richard Pryor out of the rubble, flies away with him, and they're like, well, what happened to the other people? He's like, oh, they'll have to answer to the police. Like, no explanation, just kind of that. Let's wrap it up. He go. He stops at a coal mine, grabs a piece of coal, turns it into a diamond, and says, hey, my buddy Gus here, he should get a job working on computers. And he's like, they're like, you want a job? Like, just like that. He says, you got, you know, Superman vouchers for you. He's like, uh, nope, I'm going to walk 10 miles and we never see Gus again. He's out of Superman forever. Lana Lang is out of these Superman movies forever. Um, right? No, we. I guess we see Lana in, in uh, Man of Steel. But um, she, you know, uh, Superman then goes to, I guess, her hotel room because she's in Metropolis, her apartment. I don't know. I think it's just a hotel room, yes. And he's like, I'm sorry, Superman can't be here, but I'm here. And he wanted me to give this to you because I, oh no, I, I, because I remember you said you had to sell your diamond. So here's a new one for you. And she's like, thanks. And then she, he bends over because the boy, the son, uh, 
knocks over some ice cream. He kneels down. Then Chuck Cunningham, that bad guy, Brad, shows up again, sees, sees Lana with a ring and sees Clark on one knee. He gets all angry and he goes to uh, fight Superman, but Superman does some stupid stuff. Clark, Clark does some stupid stuff, throws him in an elevator, and they laugh. Ha, ha, ha. Next day, back at the um, Daily Planet, and we see Clark um, with Lana and oh no, Lana works there now as an assistant. Um, and Lois comes back for five seconds, and then Clark's like, or she sees that Lo- that he gave Lana a ring. She's like, "Huh, interesting." All of a sudden, she's jealous. Um, and then I don't know something bad happens, so Superman flies away. And oh, Superman's like, "I got to go run some errands." He straightens the the Leaning Tower of Pisa again, and they had these guys on a bad green screen. They sold Leaning Tower statues. When he strained it, they were like, oh, Italian, Italian, Italian stereotype, stereotype. And they they smashed the, their their little statues. Now they got all new ones, all straightened out ones. He comes and re-leans the statue, and they're like, oh, you, Superman, no, stereotype, stereotype, smashes it again, takes a broom and starts hitting all his, all his baubles. And then Superman flies off into the night, gives a nice little smile to the camera, and that's really it. What I forgot to mention is Superman, when he was the evil Superman, he banged uh, that, that assistant, that blonde, uh, the sexy woman, married to Billy Connolly in real life. Uh, he, he definitely bed her. And then later on, she's like, oh, Superman, nice to see you again. And he's like, sorry, ma'am, I don't know you. She goes, but the other night, he goes, that wasn't me. That man's, that man's gone now. Like, no, I'm pretty sure the DNA would tell you that that would not be, that would not hold up in defense uh, of court. That was you, Superman. Also, the same, you matched someone named uh, Cal L and, and Clark Kent. Um, but uh, other than that, I think I covered everything. This movie was filled with just goofy. It was just goofy. Like, the first two weren't goofy. I mean, there was some like, you know, um, it's silly. The idea of some things are just silly in general, but it was, it was done much more seriously in a serious manner. And this was done like silly and goofy and dumb. Um, and that's Superman three. Happy Superman day, everybody. What a way to celebrate it. There's still, 30 minutes left in Superman Day, so hopefully I'm going to get this up before the end of Superman Day. And I'll say Superman Day one more time. My friends, um, I, I think I put up three different podcasts today over at fansonexperts.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The website, as I said, is fansonexperts.com. It's movie month, so I'm a busy, busy boy. But you know that because it's all in the same podcast feed, so don't worry about it. And, of course, the Facebook page is Fans Not Experts. Um, I'll see you if, you're, you know, if you're listening to all the movie month stuff, too. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, but if you're just here for Silver Screen Superman, you, you probably won't hear from me for a couple of weeks. But that's okay because today I'm here seeing probably the worst Superman movie uh, in celebration of Superman Day. Uh, but who knows? Maybe next week's the worst Superman movie. They they. They don't get worse, I'll say. No matter what you think about the future movies, they don't get worse. I promise you that. All right, my friends, stay super. And um, until tomorrow, here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. 
Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode Bad not experts